picture a time where random people dress up and pretend to be superheroes. Maybe their superpowers are they know how to bowl, or they fart a lot, or maybe they're just really skinny. Find out this week as we talk about Mystery Men or Dragon Con, apparently. You could have been talking about any random Comic Con with that introduction, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's that. A super abrupt intro. I love it. Hello, this is the Prop History Podcast. My name is Mike. I'm Greg. And we are generally going to talk about props. It's warm in here, isn't it? Is. It is. Yeah. But that's okay. If I, we turn the air conditioner on, then the noise This makes noise. Out, but so. but we are going to talk about Mystery Men today. Yes. Among a thousand other things, because let's be honest, we can't stay on topic for this to save our lives. But um, but yeah. Uh, hello, Greg. Hi, uh, Mike. It's been uh, at least two weeks since we've we've actually spoken. Yeah, because you went off to Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. I did. I went off to Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia, and got to do some cosplaying and did, did some panels and met some super cool people and hung out with a bunch of folks and it was a grand old time and and while i was there i got to meet a fellow named mark zorin who owns a thing called Razorfly studios and he is now the proud owner of the only one in existence that has been in storage for about 20 years or so the actual herkimer battle jitney from mystery men and i actually got to climb up on top of it and inside of it and see look around the whole thing okay i'm gonna pause you really quick because uh, I'm going to do this for the sake of the audience and pretend that I don't know this. Tell us more about the Herkimer Battle Jitney in real life. So in the film, the Herkimer Battle Jitney was, of course, the most powerful non-lethal military vehicle ever devised. But in real life, it was... They, I've, I've heard two different things, that it was a Ford cab over semi or a fire truck is what it started life as. And then they built a shell over top of it. It was a father and son that built the thing. And it's a whole lot of Bondo. But it is just this extremely rounded, very blunt-faced vehicle that they made for the film. So that's not a... Thing that they just used, like a no, found. It's really, not, not I have a, no idea. It's not a found vehicle at all. It was a custom-made vehicle based on, depending on who you ask, a Ford cab over truck or a fire truck, depending on who you talk to. And it, after filming was done, they took it to, I believe it was San Diego Comic Con in 2001, where they put it on display, and that was its only public appearance. And after that, it went off into storage. And sat in storage. I believe it changed hands a couple of times. And it was purchased by a guy who cut a bunch of the stuff off of the vehicle. Because he wanted to turn it into a um, Burning Man vehicle. Like to take it to Burning Man. So like the the side windows were replaced. Um, the, The back end, the bumper was cut off. And they welded another piece on there to try and make it street legal. It seems was the idea. But... It, it like the 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 hatch was removed, and the magnet thing oh was removed, cry. and nobody knows where they are. And the weirdest part, and this is very non characteristic for a film, there does not seem to be any production photos of the vehicle. No one can find any actual on set production photos of the vehicle at all. Huh. So there are no solid shots of what the hatch looked like. There are no solid shots of what the magnet looked like, other than stills from the movie but there are no that anyone can find or has found yet any production made 
production photos of the vehicle. So Mark has his work cut out for him restoring it, but based on the vehicles that Razorfly has made uh, from scratch, because they own a DeLorean time machine that's nearly perfect. Yeah. Uh, they've done the Wayne's World mobile, dead on perfect. Nice. Right. They also have a uh, 89 Batmobile shell that they're getting ready to start uh, work on. My favorite car ever. Yep. And uh, to make it street legal, you know how the, the 50 calibers or the 19, uh, the machine guns pop up out yeah. of it? Those are going to be pop-up rear view mirrors. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Uh, mostly because he doesn't want the, the lids for his covering his guns to fly away when they pop up um but he, he wants to make the vehicle street legal so that would be cool the, his plan is to do the same thing with the herkimer using cameras uh to act as yeah uh side view and rear view and backup mirrors and all that stuff so um but it's 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 not in great shape right now as you would expect because it's just sort of been sitting for about 20 years and it's uh it's got some restoration work that needs done i, I mean I, I feel like i'm repeating myself but i always assumed it was just like something that existed and that they're like oh this is stupid let's put it in this movie nope completely scratch built <laughs> I, I i don't know what the budget for mystery men and if you haven't seen mystery men you absolutely should um but it's it's amazing that this movie had any budget at all let alone like they did the amazing things that they did. Oh yeah. And then there's a lot of practical effects and model work in it. And those by themselves are not cheap, but there, I don't know that there's a whole lot of CGI. I mean, there is with like the bowling ball and stuff, but I was, the more I like, I had not really looked much into the Herkimer battle jitney for a long time. And I thought I want to build a model of it. And I joined the, this Facebook group that had all this information that people had been curating about it for six or seven years uh, back in April. And I started like getting more involved with doing Dragon Con, and I had some panels that I was going to be doing. And one of them was with Mark, Mark Zorin. Oh, cool. And he contacted me. He's like, hey, we're going to be on a panel together. Let's chit-chat. And we started talking, and he's like, uh, by the way, I you know, just bought a new vehicle, and he like dropped hints, and I was like, Oh my, cause I had just heard that the Herkimer had finally been sold cause they'd been trying to sell it for a while. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I totally bought it. It's mine. That's awesome. And on, on, on our way back from dragon con, we swung over into North Carolina where he's based out of saw the train from fugitive. Oh. It's still there. And then, uh, is it on the side of the track? Yeah. It's still exactly where it laid at the end of the scene. Uh, both the buses are there too. Oh, I the, need to go there. The one that they hit. And then the one that, uh, they crawled out of. Why have I never been there? Um, you can barely see it from the road. Uh, and you're, there used to be you could go sign a waiver and go down there, but I guess that's changed because it's owned by the railroad, that area yeah. is, and they don't want people trespassing. And if you trespass on a railroad, it's a felony. So it's right. best to not do it. I used to work for the railroad. There you go. I know so you know this. Um, but you can kind of see it from the road, and then if you go across the river, you can kind of see it from the other side. But you, I guess... People have gone down there, but it's technically illegal. So it's one of those things that you should best avoid. I don't know if there's a way to get permission. There probably is if you go through the right channels. But uh, but other than that, we we went out into the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. Dude, your props to history. You can make that happen. Probably. I'm going to see if I can. Because, uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, the movie is Three Billboards. Uh, yeah. You know, west of Billings, Montana. Yeah, yeah, that was filmed right near there, um, where the train is. Um, Great movie, by the way. Speaking of which, so I've been watching this. <laughs> this is digressing. So there's a series called Nine Perfect Strangers on like uh, Hulu or something, but it's got Michael Shannon in it, 
who played General Zod, but he was also in uh, Three Billboards. And okay. It's a brilliant movie, so if you or brilliant series, so if you get a chance to watch that. Yeah, but we uh, we drove out to where this thing is parked. It's currently undergoing a lot of mechanical repairs. Nice. It does. It still runs. Um, the diesel mechanics that are working on it, uh, they actually got it to turn over without too much issue, and Very they were cool. actually able to drive it around. So, awesome. uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool to see it up close and, uh, and, and it's got, like I said, it's got a lot of work needs done, but the frame and all the underpinnings of it are in really good shape. So it's just going to be really, looks like a lot of sheet metal work. And then now, so is he going to, uh, replace the bondoed areas with the max, actual metal as much um, as possible or I don't know uh, specifically what his plan is. Um, but he wants to make it movie accurate. Cool. So all it'll look, but there's a lot of like graffiti and stuff painted on it. You can barely read. Yeah. Nobody really knows what it says because there's no production photos. So I'm using what contacts I have to try and hunt down any production yeah. photos that might exist. Greg Kinnear is from Indiana. Maybe he, is. he knows. Yeah, he might. Uh, I'll like send Kokomo, him a message. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my, uh, my trip to, uh, to Atlanta. It That's was cool. pretty fun. I got to go hang out with, uh, the folks at DPM props again and, uh, go back to the, uh, center for puppetry arts. It was, uh, it was definitely fun watching you on, uh, on your TikToks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time. One of these days I might actually, uh, go to Dragon Con, but that seems like it's a lot. So Dragon Con, this is my first Dragon Con yeah. ever. Dragon Con is a huge party con like it is nothing but a non-stop five-day party and that on in fairness is really not for me um so i think next year i will not be in the on-site hotels i will get an off-site hotel just so that i can get away from it it was just overwhelming for me um but uh, i I enjoyed it thoroughly the whole thing so Uh, it looks like in looks like the the, the Mrs. Props to History had a good time uh, as she the did. angel. And, yeah, uh, she scared the ever-living hell out of a lot of people, and it was beautiful. Awesome. Her costume is terrifying. Um, and she got a lot of traction for it online as well. Uh, cool. It was shared, I think it was shared nearly 2,000 times. That's awesome. Um, within a couple of days, which was really, really cool. Very nice. Yeah, it was a really fun time. Um, but what have you been up to? Well, I've uh, been knee-deep working on R2-D2. Uh, yeah, I've seen your progress. It's, it's all standing up. Um, I'm waiting on a couple of parts, actually. I've got a buddy who's supposed to call me in a, within the hour uh, to uh, to help me get a couple of parts that I'm missing. So that's kind of cool. And I've been working on my Corvette summer project. Uh, the car, it, the nose is coming along pretty well. Um, I finally tracked down the uh, the driver's side headlight lamp, or the headlight bezel, from a guy in Canada, and paying way too much for it, but that's okay, because I can't get it. That's usually how that works. So, yeah, that, that came off of like a 1977 Monza, so I had to dr- join a couple of Monza groups on, uh, on Facebook, and so I should have that in a couple of days, and... Uh, I think while I've got the Corvette torn apart, I'm going to replace the radiator. So I've got a a three-core aluminum radiator coming in. Nice. So I can keep the engine a little cooler and make it look prettier on the inside. And um, that's kind of it right now. Yeah. So it's uh, not terribly exciting, but... Yeah, it's just Dragon Con and 
getting the books of the dead and the books of Amon Ra ready for this Friday, actually the 17th, they go up for sale. That's awesome. So, and, um, possibly getting them licensed uh yeah you were telling me about that so So. it's still up in the air so i don't want to give away too many details just yet but um we may end up our our books may end up getting licensed which is really really cool because that takes a lot of headaches away from what we do anyway and then uh yeah i don't think there's much more going on besides that I'm a, I'm with the, so for those of you who don't know, I'm a high school teacher. I teach design and engineering at a local high school. I teach kids how to build stuff and be creative. Um, me and a couple of coworkers uh, signed up to do a TV show on PBS called Make 48. And it's a 48-hour maker competition. And in all fairness, when I signed up to do this, I had no idea it was a TV show. My uh, my I, I call him my not boss my the my lead teacher. He's like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, hang out with you guys, sure, let's do it. I had no idea what it was, but we film make 48 next week. So uh, next Thursday the competition starts and it goes 48 hours straight and ends on Saturday at noon. So I'm super excited to uh, to be a part of that. So if you're you, going to be exhausted come Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna, we uh, we're getting a hotel room so like we can go and change and yeah. shower and you know catch an hour of sleep here and there. But it's uh, I'm excited about it. Do you though. know what you're going to be making? So the topic is like healthcare in the home or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think they give us a lot more details and they'll have us like work with industry people, um, patent attorneys, and so in 48 hours we'll go from idea to product to pitch and like well like kind of a shark tank kind of thing and oh, that's interesting yeah so that'd be fun yeah well i guess we should get back to topic shouldn't we mystery men mystery men so when's the last time you watched mystery men oh my god it's been it's probably been 10 years honestly okay. um, but okay. it's uh it's one of my favorite movies doug jones another guy from indiana is one of the people in it he was a pencil head or a racer head and son of a racer head mm-hmm that Doug Jones was in that. Greg Kinnear from Kokomo. Uh, you know, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens is Paul in Rubens, it as yeah. the spleen. Janine Garofalo. William H. William H. Macy. As the shoveler. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, Hank Azaria as uh, the Blue Raja. Yeah. And uh, Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, yeah. And, um, uh, and who, what's the kid's name? Invisible Boy. Yeah. I can never remember his name, but he was a, a musician. Uh, at the time, he was a, a well-known musician at the time. I thought it was the kid from Keenan and Kel. <laughs> was it the kid from Keenan and Kel? I thought so, but I I'm, maybe maybe totally I'm thinking wrong. of a totally separate person. Maybe I don't it is. No, you I, you might be right. Like God, he, not the, the not the, the one that went on to do uh, um, Saturday Night Live. You would think I would know these names, but I don't. right. You know what? It's amazing to me how we're ma- how we managed to muddle through. These podcasts without doing any research whatsoever. <laughs> you know, here's here's the thing, and I, I, nobody said this, but like I think people are like, oh yeah, this is exactly how every conversation I have about a movie is. Like, yeah, pretty much. It's uh, it's like, what was the name of that dude in that movie? Like, we're not experts. Like, don't you know? Uh, Kel Mitchell. You were yeah. absolutely right. It was uh, Kel Mitchell of Keenan. Tom Waits was in it. Uh, Wes Studi, uh, who played uh, the Sphinx, oh. uh, which uh, his character is really just him constantly basically contradicting himself over and over again um 
Claire Forlani, uh, Jeffrey Rush, oh, Paul Rubens, yeah, cool. uh, Ben Stiller, Jernigan Garofalo, Hank Azaria, William H. Macy. Uh, so the cast is pretty tremendous. Artie Lang is in it. I, I actually forgot that he was in it until I watched it at the very beginning of the movie. This is a robbery of the old folks' home. I don't know if you remember this scene. Like the op- yeah. the opening is like this yeah. robbery of super vi- by supervillains of an old folks' home having like a dance off or some nonsense. And Artie Lang is the leader of the robbers, and he's just a ridiculous, awesome. over the top character. Um, but uh, Michael Bay is also in it. The Michael Bay, yeah, he plays the fr- yeah the director Michael Bay. Uh, he's in it. He's the one of the frat boys. Oh, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> which in and of itself is hilarious, but he's actually in it. So uh, CeeLo Green. Uh, Dude, I, I have to watch this again. I had yeah, no idea there's an ins- like that. you start well, like going through the list of the cast, and it's some of them. It's like what the hell? I didn't realize these people were even in this, and, and I, it turns out they are. I've had opportunities over the years. To, well, maybe closer to when it came out. In, in all fairness, to buy pieces of costumes and mm-hmm. stuff because. They, prop stores actually are sponsored, propstore.com and propstore.com. Who's that, you ask? Prop store. Oh, yeah. They're the people that sponsor this podcast because this, right. spon- this podcast is sponsored by Prop Store, propstore.com, Store UK for all of your prop collecting needs. Right now, their auction is Discovery, so don't bid anything because I want it all. Actually, you should bid on all of it because the pods are great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, just Star save Trek me Discovery. I want to. I want. I really want a costume. That's what I want. So I'm well, gonna... just do what I did and and bid on all of them that come available. And, well, you, you can buy a Janine Garofalo's bowling ball on eBay. So yeah, there's a bunch of replicas of it. But uh, I found out, and this was rather interesting, that there was because everybody knows the bowling ball has Carmine's skull in it. Right. Her dad. Uh, so one of those at least is owned by I believe his name is Doug Gordon, the guy that actually created the comic books. Oh, like cool. he owns one of those, but they made a really large diameter of uh, one of those for up close shots, for, probably for doing special effects work. And Chris Gilman of, um, oh my God, the name just went right out of my head. Uh, Global Effects in LA, where I went and saw all the spacesuits from oh, First yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. And all that. Uh, he built that. He was oh, the guy that cool. made that. So that's kind of cool that I've met somebody that was involved in that. But um, they made a really large diameter one. Uh, for the, I'm assuming for the purposes of close-up photography or something yeah. like that, or perhaps it was a reference model. I'm not sure, but uh, but uh, he's the guy that made it. So that's awesome. Pretty neato. I, I love the movie. I mean, I had full intentions of, of watching it, and then I got sidetracked watching the new uh, documentary about Val Kilmer, but which is really good. I we need, I need to see that. Um, I haven't seen it. Yet. But oh, we should redo uh, Real Genius sometime. There's, you know what? There's like a whole series of movies that came out at that time that were like that all fall into that same genre of like yeah. real genius because you've got weird science, my science project, all of that. Those would be fun to talk about because yeah. tangent, my science project. You remember this one? Yeah. Uh, it's the one with the alien machine that ends up opening portals through time in a high school, and Dennis Hopper is in it playing Dennis Hopper. He pretty much just plays himself in every movie anyway. But it's these like two blocks on the side of one of those plasma balls. Yeah. Right? They only made one for the movie. And when the movie was done, they put it up on a shelf, and the shelf got hit by a forklift, fell on the floor, and, went the, and got broke. Nobody bothered repairing it because it was the 80s. Right. Nobody cared. They chucked it in the trash. 
gone. Gone forever. I have always wanted to uh, build the nuclear bomb that the kid builds in uh, uh, the Manhattan Project. Oh, yeah. With John, yeah. Lithgow. With John Lithgow. Yeah. It's the funny. One. I know John Lithgow was in it and Cynthia Nixon, but I have no idea who the main actor was. The kid? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. So. Um, I remember I watched that recently after you were talking about it because you made that was one of the first props you ever made was the oh, plutonium the from plutonium, that. Plutonium, yeah. And I was like, I need to watch this because how, I mean, is it that simple? And then I watched and I was like, that's exactly what they did to make those. Prowling glitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of fun to sit there and watch it and go, oh, yeah, no, that's dead on, Greg. Yeah. Top shelf. But I, that the device that he has is actually really cool, too. I'd be curious to see like think, what's made of. I think the hard part is going to be the the it, if you've seen the movie, it's uh, it basically if you can imagine a fire extinguisher, but with being clear, that's what the sleeve is that everything slides into. Yeah. So I think if you could if you could find or make the the sleeve for that the internal guts would be super easy but i think i've never tried to do it because of not being able to find the the glass sleeve and well, <laughs> something screwed up with the podcast but we are back uh what were we talking about uh well we just came across uh, an idea that probably is going to get us nobel pies for world peace i i think we have solved the problem with hunger mm-hmm. um education and uh getting everybody to like each other so, easily uh, yeah. so hopefully that recorded because uh, i've already forgotten what we said fingers crossed yeah yeah i'm not going back over that, yeah, that we, was, don't, we don't that need to talk about that a again a lot in big words so yeah anyway <laughs> so uh you have a vacation coming up don't you i do i do i'm a teacher and i uh and we have fall break coming up so this friday one of my co-teachers and I, long story, uh, not my story to tell, but one of my co-teachers and I, uh, he and I are going to Puerto Rico, and there is a hut in the jungle on the western coast in Cabo Rojo, um, I guess it's a jungle, um, that we are going to be staying in and uh, uh, exploring the area. But here's the really cool thing, and I think you'll like this. I'm going to okay. pronounce this wrong. The... Uh, Arribo Observatory uh-huh. in Puerto Rico is on the way from San Juan, where we fly into, to Cabo Rojo. And if you remember the observatory, it is the satellite radio used in GoldenEye. Oh, okay. And it has collapsed. Yeah. And so I don't know if we can actually get to it, but here's my hope. My hope is to be able to get close enough to it to find some random person that will sell me a piece of it so I can bring a piece of it home. That's my hope. If you can, would you buy two pieces of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like a piece of that dish needs to be in here. Right, absolutely. I'd be all about that. So So, uh, what is your plan all in in Puerto Rico, or is there a plan? uh, I think there are a lot of mojitos. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like a proper vacation. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like this. We're staying in this little thing that has no air conditioning and no Wi-Fi, and it's a four-minute drive to the beach. And we're going to go to the grocery store and buy lots of food and probably the, a lot of uh, the 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 important thing is how far is the stumble to the beach? I think it's a fifteen-minute walk. So about a twenty-minute stumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you'll be fine. 
So, uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I've never been to Puerto Rico before, so. I haven't been to Puerto Rico either, so I'm a little bit envious, but I too am about to go on vacation. Oh yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Los Angeles. Los Angeles, the home of celebrities in Hollywood land. And also our sponsor, Prop Store. Um, that's actually the reason for the trip is oh, yeah, uh, Prop yeah. Store. They have their uh, entertainment memorabilia live auction coming up in November. So I'm getting to go out there and get the media preview Yay. of a lot of the props like we did for the one in June. Yes, that was awesome. And um, I have no idea what's in this other than the preview stuff. And all the preview they've released is everything that's in London. So I don't know what's in the United States. So it's all surprise. Oh, yeah. I know the uh, the London one. They have another R2-D2 droid one. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, another one from Rogue One. And uh, like Spider, like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 costume. Um, I saw Elf's costume. Elf's costume. The uh, the helmet from Gladiator. Oh, uh, yeah. Russell Crowe's did, hero. Did you see that Russell Crowe... Uh, or has uh are not uh, not Russell Crowe whoever the director was has announced that they're working on script for uh Gladiator 2 I hope that that's I hope it's like the original like Gladiator 2 script that Russell Crowe came up with Oh I don't know I don't it know anything so about bad. it It involved like time travel <laughs> So terrible. What the He's actual was hitting the table. Oh that's yeah, all. no, yeah. I figured. I yeah. I'm very energetic. No, um, that's fine. Yeah, no. Apparently, they're working on Gladiator Two, which is like set like thirty years later after. So it, it have to be. Well, obviously, it can't follow Russell Crowe's character because he dead. Right. Um, but Marcus Aurelius. No, that wasn't Marcus Aurelius. That was the Emperor. Uh, what was his name? Um, I can't I remember know. his character. Julius name. either. I don't. No, know. No, that was yeah, a different. Yeah. Guy. They stabbed him too. Um, in the back at Two Brute. I just found out they're making a sequel to Twins. Yes, with uh, <laughs> who's going to be? Uh, he's a comedian. I know he's mostly insane, and uh, I'm trying to remember his name. I'm so oh bad no, it's uh, Tracy Morgan. That's it, Tracy Morgan. In my head, it was uh, it was uh, uh, the guy whose name I can't remember now. Yeah, from same. Uh, yeah, the worst of names. No, but he's dead. Like yeah, I was so thinking, probably not him. I was thinking the guy from Ocean's Eleven, Bernie Mac. Yeah, no, he's. And gone. I'm like, no, it's he's not gone. Bernie Mac. It's but it, it's it, it's it, apparently Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's called Triplets. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tracy Morgan is like the the triplet, like he's their brother. So I was reading that apparently that they were supposed to do this years ago with Eddie yeah. Murphy. Yeah, it's been in development hell for ten years, like so many other projects have. But uh-huh. I'm I'm hoping they make it because Twins, and this is my opinion, was awful. But I loved it. No, that's so I'm fair. hoping that's that this fair. is that's just fair. as bad because I know I'm going to love it. Because I have, I don't know why I have this soft spot for terrible movies. No, I mean, you know, like what was the oh, like the, the Bill and Ted movie that came out? No, it was so bad, but, but it, it was, was amazing. It was like, amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I think anything we get to do to revisit uh, any part of our youth, um, mm. I'm all about. Well, that's the big thing right now is the whole, the whole lot of nostalgia because yeah. there's so many remakes. Because, I mean, right now, nostalgia is making money. So yeah. that's what they're going to do. And I'm just, I'm really hoping that, like, some of the older, older, older movies start to get maybe even, if not remakes, continuations of the story. And they do it right. Unlike my favorite horror film of all time, The Thing. And yes. it's, it's prequel that they did, which they failed so hard at. Um, I'm hoping that they don't make those same mistakes. Well, I mean, this summer or some point in the future, like Top Gun Two is coming out, and it Eventually, looks amazing. Yeah, it looks super pretty. 
So, um, so I'm really confused though how Tom Cruise's character is still a captain after all these years because they would have. I feel like they would have cycled him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that time, but either way, I'm looking forward to going to California just to visit Prop Store. I'm of course going to go to Earl Hayes Press because I can't uh, go to LA without going to Earl, no. Earl Hayes and. The museum, the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures just opened. Oh, yeah. Uh, like three days ago from this recording. And uh, I have tickets already to Very go nice. to it. Uh, a pair of Ruby Slippers, the only surviving Bruce. They have a Ghostbusters display there right now. Very uh, cool. I'm very, very excited to see and film with all the props that are there. And you- I also get to go somewhere else. I get to go to the JPL. The Jet Propulsion Lab. You suck. I know, right? So I'm going out to the JPL's Mojave facility where they have the Martian rover prototype. Right. That's drivable, like the one that you stand in and drive. That's awesome. And I might, might get to drive it, but that's not all. Tell me more. All right. On my way back, I'm stopping in Colorado at at a a movie car museum. Yeah? Are you driving out to... No, no, I'm flying out there. I'm flying out to Colorado. uh, And when I get there, they have one of only i believe it's one of only two surviving uh it's almost the last of the interceptors from mad max beyond uh was oh, it uh, awesome. road warrior and it's the the like the um uh, what is it called it's the basically the car that toured around to promote is the promotional vehicle gotcha. um but it had some original props left in it like one of the costumes and dog oh, food cans cool. and stuff so I'll be able to film with that. They have one of the original Christine's there. It's Rods nice. and Bob's. It's Rods and Bob's Car Museum. So speaking of Christine, did you see that they're doing a remake of that? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but um, Chris Bartlett, who uh, has made himself fa- so, I I got to know Chris. Get to know like air quotes just because you know like he's been on the RPF and uh, you know we're Facebook friends, but I can't say that we're like friends friends. But Chris started out life. Uh, as a wee little no, um, he w- was selling C3PO kits as TK409, and they're freaking amazing. And he would dress up as C3PO. Now he does C3PO for Lucasfilm, and he's played a handful of the aliens on uh, the the Mandalorian. In my head, I started to say the Mangalorian, but that was a totally different show. Um, Why would you think the Mangalorian? I mean, there's nothing in this room that says yeah, anything about Mangalorians. Um, yeah, no, the Mangalores. That's weird. Um, but anyhow, Chris has a Christine, but he has a, 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 a proper Fury. But here's the thing: is the Fury is a four door car? Is it two door? No, because the Belvedere was no. The, the Belvedere the is the two door. Okay, the Belvedere is the two door. Yeah. Okay. So in the movie, they use in the book, it's a four door car. In the movie, it's a two-door Fury, but they never made a two-door Fury. So, like, they used the the Belvedere and just you know called it a Fury. Because yeah, wasn't it? It was it was a mistake because of the book, wasn't it? Because uh, in the book, it's the wrong car too. Yeah, there's something about that, and I don't remember what it was, but I just know in the in the book, it's a four-door. So, um, it's correct. It's never correct. So, yeah. anyhow, my point is, I wonder which car they're going to use because whatever car they use is going to be wrong. Like, if yeah. they if they use a four door, it's wrong to the movie. If they use a two door, it's wrong to the book. Or they or are they going to pull a Transformers on us and start out with a Beetle and turn it into whatever sponsor's car it is? I, you know what? So we'll talk about this more in depth. But I, I'm later on. 
when we're not recording, but I'm I'm thinking I see a, uh, a another Camaro in my future at some point. Oh, really? I, I kind of miss my Bumblebee. So you gonna you gonna buy another newer Camaro at some point? Uh, an older one. I'll get a 2011, but which was same the same year from yeah, that period. Yeah. Man. But anyhow, that's a different story for a different time. Well, whole other podcast. But anyhow, a whole other podcast. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. We can talk about humans or Transformers rather. It should have been called Humans, the very first movie. It should. It was really just it was just the you know Michael Bay's obsession with Megan Fox at the time, and yeah. that was pretty much it. That's all right. It's really kind of problematic, but we won't talk. But about you know that. what? Uh, Peter Cullen doing the voice of Optimus Prime <laughs> was pretty badass. Yeah, that's yeah, all was, I cared about. It was about. fun to see that again. Autobots um, roll out. That was pretty good. Thanks. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. What else you got to talk about? Um, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, just uh, excited about uh, a lot of things that are happening. The new Dune movies coming out. We talked about that a little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the coolest thing, honestly, is I've had people reach out to me about the podcast, like recently, like friends. My my good friend Jacob, who I've known, uh, he and I go back, geez, back to like nineteen ninety eight or so. Man, and. Uh, I don't hear from him a whole lot, but he's like, hey, I started listening to your podcast, and he started asking me questions. So. Well, I feel like we should address that. There has been quite the delay in our podcast releases, yeah. and uh, largely that fault lies with me because I'm trying to get my own business running. Bad, Mike. Bad. And it takes a lot of my time, so I have fallen uh, on the wayside with the, uh, with the podcasts. But uh, this episode, which uh, we're actually releasing the same day we're recording it, um, the, the the we'll start releasing again. We're going to turn this into a weekly podcast. There you go, Jacob. Just for you, yeah. Mike and I are committing to do this specifically weekly. for this this stranger named Jacob. That Jacob I've never Harris. met. He well, is one of the nicest guys I have ever known. Well, I, I get, feel like I met him now. Yeah, you uh, would, you would like him. <laughs> I probably would. Yeah, He's most. A, of, I, I think most of the people you've introduced me to, I've gotten along with pretty well. My. So. Uh, he, so we were talking the other day, and he's like, "I still have your Barbasol can, you know, from twenty years ago, and uh, from Jurassic Park, and I still have the uh, claw that's sitting in the base. That was that was something that Jacob did years ago. Nice, I like so, that claw. I think he, I think Jacob even said he had some more. I keep saying his name a lot, but I think I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I'll see what we can do about that. Yeah. But um, is there anything you want me to grab you while I'm at Earl Hayes? Oh yeah, anything. And of course, yeah. yeah no, I yeah. get that, but anything specific. Man, I don't know. Because uh, I'm doing a lot of independent film work now as a prop master. So oh, I right. have to go buy stuff to rent as props because I now have a brand new website. Uh, it is mts-props.com because MTS Props is the name of my prop shop. Yeah. So I have uh, a couple of films that I'm prop mastering in the next nice. couple of months. And um, I have some... Finally, the TV work that I did for CBS, uh, I'm, a, I'm almost able to talk about it because those episodes come out here in a few days. That would be awesome. I'm so excited for you about that. I, I, it, you, I, you know, I, I love the support that you've gotten from people because of your work on, uh, on the TikToks mm-hmm. and that they've lifted you up to, to make you, you know, like higher than more and so that makes me deliriously happy i'm 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 quite giddy about the whole thing about actually finally being able to share what i've done because of course i'm not going to talk about it till it releases because that's bad form um but yeah i'm I'm very excited about having actual studio work now and 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 now i'm doing indie work which of course that's about to be the only thing available yeah (laughs) because everybody's shut down how hollywood's going to shut down and you know what i'm all for it 
it's about time. Earl Hayes, do you know if they did like any of the labels and stuff for the Tarrant, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, I don't think that they did any of that because that was all done down in Austin. Gotcha. Um, I've been to the, the studio where that stuff is made at. Mm. And I think they use a separate printer for it, gotcha. but it, it's all done in house uh, between Tarantino and Rodriguez's gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. house that they work with, which I don't know if I can say the name, so I won't. That's right. But hopefully, we'll have the guy that runs that show on here soon because I have his contact info and I've met him, and he's uh, he was totally on board with the idea of being on the podcast. That's so we'll be phenomenal. able to ask him. Yeah, because he's the be. he's the guy that gave me. The um, uh, Big Kahuna Burger uh, oh, yeah, yeah, cup yeah. and the bag, and uh, I got a, a the the House of Blue Leaves. Uh, it's I, actually a screen used House of Blue Leaves matchbook from him. Oh, that's cool. I need uh, if you talk to him again. I desperately would love to have some of the can dog food cans oh, right. from I love uh, those labels <laughs> from uh, Once Upon a Time. I'm, yeah, Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love that movie. I don't. It's such a. It's, so speaking of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there is a um, a place in Hall, in Los Angeles that all they do is make glasses for film. That's that like there's all these little niche companies that like, just make like eyeglasses. Like eyeglasses. I yeah. wonder if they did the National Treasure eyeglasses. They did. That's uh, awesome. But they made so uh, the main character, the lady that's playing Sharon Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't never remember her name. Um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Uh, she has she's in the the scene where she goes into the theater. Yeah. She's wearing these very specific sunglasses, and they handmade those sunglasses from a pair of eyeglasses, and they're the only pair in existence. They only had one set of those glasses, and they were there in their shop, like the oh, very ones that wow. she wore. But then you look over to the left, and there's all these bins with names on it. It's like Samuel yeah. L. Jackson and, and Paul Rudd. And, like, these are all custom-made glasses Oh, nice for actors because a lot of them have prescriptions. So they go and they have custom-made prescription glasses made by this shop. And they're the huh. only shop in L.A. that does that. Nice. And that's their little niche that they found in Hollywood. And, and, and you and I got to go to a couple places like yeah. that, Tony Swatton's shop. Yeah. Um, like all these little niche makers that very few people know any, about at all. And like you've probably never heard the name Tony Swatton, but Tony Swatton made the hooks from Hook. And the swords from, from Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Because he just handed those to us. Right. <laughs> like they were nothing. And then just sort of dropped them on a shelf when he was done. Yeah. But they were the hero swords from Pirates of the Caribbean. But there's all kinds of these folks all over Hollywood. And even in Atlanta, there's these little shops that do this stuff. And, and now I have a little shop like that here in BFE, Indiana. And one day you will be tossing aside, you know, hero props from movies. And I'd like be about it. Was it. Nothing. I'd be about so. it. I'm here for it. So yeah. if anybody needs prop work made, mts-props.com. There, there I did the plug. <laughs> Check out my boy, yo. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I talked about this. So last week we recorded, um, and I, I don't know if I talked about this because we had our special guest on. Mm-hmm. But Miss Billy Billy B. Uh, yes, um, I recorded an episode of. Well, it'll be a web episode of Make Forty Eight, which is a PBS series that uh, chronicles maker competition uh, here in the United States and. A week, not this weekend, the weekend before, I got to compete in the Indiana or Indianapolis regional competition. And NDAs, uh, non disclosure agreements, stipulate that I can't talk about what we made or how we placed. But it was a lot of fun. It was mm-hmm. a 48 hour straight maker competition. And uh, you can go on the Make 48 page. Uh, on their website or YouTube or Instagram or 
any of the places and 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 see and they'll talk about it but it was a it was a fascinating experience we had we were given a topic and we had to make something and we had 48 hours to do it and and 48 hours straight did you sleep at all during that 48 hours actually i i feel like my group had a real so we're teachers and we teach like this design process um and so like we really stuck to what we teach and i felt like we had a really good handle so yeah like I hate to say it, but on the second night, we finished in time to go to the high school homecoming game. So there were <laughs> there quite was the flex. There was a yeah. There was another group there that like I guess stayed like thirty two hours straight. Oh goodness! But they were uh, they were on it. They you know it was a it was a great competition, and the people that put in the work you know definitely you know got what they deserved uh, you know out of this and. Uh, so will that will that air on uh, PBS's YouTube channel and all that? Yeah, or? well, this will air on Make Forty Eight's YouTube ah, channel okay. in like three months. Okay, but they did hint that um, it will eventually all of this will be on a major streaming service. Major streaming service. <laughs> major. Uh, <laughs> he just saluted. It was a sight gag. It's not good for radio, but I got it. <laughs> it's a thing from um, How I Met Your Mother. Whenever they like, yeah. Colonel in your teeth, right? Um, private joke, private joke. Um, but uh, none this, of these work on the radio. This is why you need to get that camera so we can do that. Oh Twitch yeah, thing. we should probably talk about that a little bit. So yeah. we are going to start doing these podcasts live on Twitch here before too long, and the and the Twitch channel is props to history because we already got it set up and it's already in place. So uh, we're going to be doing that, and then I will also be streaming uh, all of my uh, TikTok lives through Twitch as well. Oh, so that's I'm cool. going to double it all up to try and because money, and, right? Now, and, and whore yourself oh, out. No, I'm straight up a whore. I totally will, hundred uh, percent, do it's anything for money. Yeah, I'm not anything. Well, yeah, anything. I'm, I'm that person. I've always said I may not have morals, but I have standards. Right? Do you? Remind me to tell you about... Never mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How are we doing on time? We're doing good on time. You know what? We could probably wrap this guy up at this stage. Awesome. Um, so, uh, Greg? Yes. Greg Nowling, my good friend. Where would people look to find you? Uh, you can find me on the TikToks when I make videos, which I've been really lax at this last month or so. You've been uh, busy. But it's... Uh, what I'm making, and then on Instagrams, it's uh, props with Greg and Greg with two G's. Well, if you're looking for me, it's on any social media at props to history. I've also started uh, using my YouTube a lot now, so it's cool. youtube.com forward slash props to history because I'm a one trick pony. And uh, if you uh, want to buy the props that Greg and I work on, uh, right. go to mts props.com. All of these websites will be down in the show notes. Uh, is there any last thoughts, Gregory? Uh, one more shout-out to my boy Jacob. Yo! Yo, Jacob. And also check out our sponsor, that PropStore.com or PropStore.uk. They're getting ready for their big old-fashioned November uh, entertainment memorabilia live auction, which you can find at PropStore.com forward slash live auction. Get registered for that auction and get yourself a piece of Hollywood history. Thank you for listening. This has been the Prop History Podcast. Bye. Bye.